Hello, friends, listeners, party people. Welcome back to another episode of Party XP. I'm your host, Lacan, and joining me is my friend, John. He's another, he's another guest. He's the first guest of this uh, second year of our show. Say hi, John. Hi, John. Uh, so, uh, listeners, uh, John is a, is a newcomer to the show. He's an old friend of mine as well, uh, same as Jeff and other Jeff. Uh, John, you want to introduce yourself real quick? Uh, hi, my name is John. It's not Jeff. There's no three, third Jeff. I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> if you were looking for a pattern. I have known Lacan for well over 20 years now. At this point, right? Yeah. yeah well over 20 years. We met in kindergarten? No, no first, first grade. grade. First yeah, grade. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Because I, I was one of those lucky kids who didn't go to kindergarten and uh, therefore did not make friends. You missed, out, you missed out on nap time. That, <laughs> yes. was, that was the best part of kindergarten, yes. honestly. I missed out on nap time. I was kept home. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, but in that time, while I was not taking kindergarten, I got into video games, obviously. Okay. Got, uh, <laughs> Nintendo 64 was my first system. Oh, you're, you're you're a little later then. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't get any like Super Nintendos or Sega or anything or like that. Or NES or mm-hmm. yeah, really. Yeah. So I was it was Nintendo sixty four. Okay. My first like I guess true game was Super Mario sixty four. That's a wild like time to jump in. Like your yeah. first game's a three D game. Yeah. That's so, kinda sick. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was like my first memory, first game and everything. So um and just like just like the awesome kid I was, I in no way beat that game. I was completely <laughs> awful. To be fair, most of us as kids didn't beat that game either. Don't I, worry about it. I reeked of awfulness. I just <laughs> not any in most games I just did not beat. Okay, that's fair. So, um, but yeah, Nintendo sixty four, Super Mario, um, and then uh, was on Nintendo train as far as handhelds and like mm. the the console until I stumbled upon PlayStation, PlayStation Two. Were you on the GameCube, uh, the the Game Boy train with us too back in like? I was on Game Boy, yeah. Okay, so you, did you play mm-hmm. Pokemon with us like as, like all we all did? As yeah, kids? I played okay. the original, the, like Advanced Color things like that. Right, right, okay. And then um, yeah, eventually I got a PlayStation Two mm. and have been on the PlayStation train ever since then. Okay, so yeah. your most of stuff is PlayStation at this point. Yeah, most of my stuff is PlayStation. Uh, I dabble in Nintendo here and there when I have opportunities, but mostly it's been PlayStation lately. Yes, it's usually like the, the exclusives or the things that's like interesting from Nintendo side, right? Yeah, like, I mean, there's there's always a ton of stuff interesting from Nintendo. Yeah. And, like, like, I still, like, special place in my heart for, like, anything Zelda, um, obviously Pokemon, you know, I, it kills me every time I miss a Pokemon game. But yeah, you get like, it. You, 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 did you get your Switch yet or not yet? Huh? You get no, your Switch yet? No, I've gotten a Switch for somebody else. I got it for my girlfriend's mom. Did Bro. not get one for myself. <laughs> Bro, get one already for yourself. You can actually catch up with the like, backlog yeah. down with Nintendo games. Yeah, the only, problem, the only problem is time. It's just like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially like I've now devoted some of my time to Destiny, which is immediately a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, actually, so, so um, John and I are part of the... Well, were. I mean, I guess we were all part of a... A raid crew, basically, and like John and I, I think the only ones who still play the game in in any manner. Like John, you still play it relatively regularly, right? I yeah, I played. I was playing it last night. Oh, there you go. The yeah. new, uh, season. There you go. <laughs> and night, I still play it. Kind of like I play like usually like halfway through the season's done. I'll pick up the DLC. I'll pick up the next DLC or expansion, basically. And I'll just play it by myself because, like, for me, the grinding is exhausting for me at this point. I just like playing for the story at this point. Yeah, they're supposedly doing away with the grinding a little bit, but we'll see. I've heard a little bit of the, I've heard a little bit of their idea yeah. behind it. Yeah. So it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious to see how it actually plays out because, from what I'm hearing, some people are not exactly happy with the way things have turned in the game so far. But I've heard also like the ideas there, but they just need to clean it up basically. And- Destiny in general is always polarizing. It's always a polarizing game. That's the best way I can describe That's it. That's fair. <laughs> um, so aside from like Destiny as your like 
current modern game, what are the games you, did you like mostly play? Did you play like uh, fighters, sport games, or did you play shooters at all? Or so I think my I think my life is best described as like phases at okay. this point. Like um, <clears throat> starting out, I was probably just playing anything, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, was a, I was a kid with video your games. Your kid just <laughs> consuming. Just give me <laughs> yeah. anything I can. I yeah. play it. So just gorging myself on games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I kind of like my Nintendo sixty four days was probably just all just. Um, just any game I could get my hands on. Um, then once I got to PS2, uh, I started, I think I started drifting more concentrated towards sports games at that point. So that's when like Madden started being a big deal for me. Um, NBA Live at the time. Fair, um, yeah, yeah. Transitioned to NBA 2K when I went to college. Um, so like sports games was a big portion of my, like, my teens. Is that your bread and butter or is that like? Um, not anymore. No, not anymore? no, 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 okay. no. Cause like, yeah, it's, um, I don't know. Online play is weird for me. I, yeah. yeah, online play is weird for me. Uh, and funnily enough, like during this whole time was barely into any first person shooters, like almost never touched a first person shooter. Really? Okay. Yes. So y- y'all were Wait, the, Destiny, though. huh? Well, how, so, how did, how did so yeah, that's the, so like first person shooters basically completely foreign to me. Okay. And then I, when Modern Warfare, like the first iteration of it, COD Four, yeah, like COD the, Four, the main, yeah, yeah. The, the one mm. that everyone everyone kind of jumped on. Okay, yes, saw like that, and the then I, yeah, and then played a little bit with like I guess y'all or some other friends in college and stuff like okay. that a little bit, and was like, wow, this looks pretty cool. So um, Modern Warfare Two um, also came out, and then it super exploded. Yeah, more. you couldn't get away from it anymore. Yeah. And then Battlefield, of course, was competing at the time too. Yeah, so um, all those things were happening. So eventually I jumped into the COD pool, and I jumped in with uh, Black Ops. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one to jump into, to be fair. Jumped into Black Ops. and As uh, your first real shooter that you were really spending time playing? Yes. That's kind of cool. So, yeah, jumped into Black Ops, put a lot of hours into Black Ops, um, uh, Black Ops 2, Advanced Warfare, all the the whole line. And... um, that was kind of like my foray, in, foray into first-person shooters, and that's how I eventually got to Destiny. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, going through there. Huh. Um, yeah. How, De- <clears throat> how Destiny with no Halo background? So Destiny, I, I think what was in my mind at the time, and I think this also goes into my transition of like what I play now, um, the idea of a first-person shooter with an adventuring element always like seemed interesting to me as like a concept, um, I wasn't like privy to like Fallout or anything like that per se. Or like, like Borderlands or something. Yeah, like that too. yeah. Okay. I wasn't super privy to those at the time, so like I was always thinking like, oh, like COD would be so cool if they just like added like uh, just a map and you just get to like explore stuff with the yeah, yeah, computer. yeah, whatever, whatever. And um, as I was moving towards like more adventure based games, more story based games, role playing and stuff like that. Um, Destiny comes out. I was like, "Oh, we're basically in a first-person shooter that's an MMO," and I was just like, "Yeah, that's like kind of what I was kind of looking to like for it to meld into." And then like, so I jumped into it. I got. I remember when I got it because I my mom got me the uh, as a birthday gift the PlayStation Four. four yeah. yeah, PlayStation Four with Destiny. It was a white PlayStation Four with Destiny. Okay. As part of the pack, and I was playing that on my awful, awful DSL internet. <laughs> Please do not, do not, do not play online shooters. Yeah, DSL yeah. Internet. You know, with, luckily, this generation and no future generation will ever have to go through that again because yeah, it right. was awful. Bro, we were the, we were the trenches. Uh, well, I mean, even more so. Like I, I played PC a lot, mm-hmm. so like 
even back in the day playing mm. like Age of Empires and like yeah. Counter Strike. Mm. Imagine trying to play that with crappy internet, oh. dude. That was rough, dude. I couldn't. It was funny because with my internet, I couldn't play any Crucible matches with more than six players in it. Oh, you couldn't handle like all the information coming in. That's <laughs> wild, dude. <laughs> So you had to hope that somebody backed out of the games to actually play the yes. game. That's so stupid. So yeah, so it was awful. That's so terrible. so I was doing that struggle bus. I somehow got to max level despite all of my struggles. Look at and you. Like, yeah, like I, I pushed through all of that. <laughs> no no clan, no like other people playing with me and anything. And then um and of course, like way later on, after I convinced my family, like, listen, we need to get wi- we need to get actual Wi Fi, like actual Wi Fi, yeah. actual good internet yeah, on yeah. top of it. Yeah. So um, after convincing them of that, I went ahead and <clears throat> was playing more. And then, like, I don't know how I stumbled across it, but like, uh, Gabe and Tim, I found out, like, oh, they also played. Yeah, I remember like <laughs> Tim and Gabe, like, and because I was like also kind of like on the. <clears throat> the outer ring of their yeah. group because mm-hmm. they were the ones who were hardcore into it. Mm-hmm. And then I remember like them like, like, like just be like, what the hell, John? You didn't tell us you played Destiny? <laughs> I was like, you guys didn't tell me you played Destiny. <laughs> what do you mean? How was I supposed to know what you guys were yeah, doing? Yeah, and that was the start of, uh, that was the start of us playing together. Yeah. Like, mo- like uh, games like properly together. Cause, okay, and we, we grew up playing like some sports games together. Like, mm-hmm. like again, like we go to a friend's house and play Madden or yeah. uh, play like uh, some wrestling games. Yeah, we or, played, like, we would play Smash every so often. Yeah, Smash every once in a while too. But uh, those mm-hmm. are all like local play. Yeah. yeah. But then we realized like, oh, should you actually play an mm-hmm. online game yeah. with us? Uh, cool, you're in our, you're yeah. in, we're in the raid crew now. We're make, we're making it happen. Yeah. So now, so nowadays, yeah, I, I still play Destiny. Um, now I'm I go through phases of playing Destiny. I'm playing it now. Um, definitely a lot of, le- definitely a lot of um adventuring game slash like RPG games. Okay. Um, like anything that has like a linear ish story or like a linear story with like lots of open world side missions. Yeah, or yeah. Open world games. Like an like, expansive world type yeah. of deal. Okay, work. Yeah, I'm super. I'm super super into that. Into like so. open like lore and stuff. Yeah. Like okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Work. So, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah. I I, I, I didn't know exactly what you because I remember like back in the day like I only knew knew playing like sports games with you and mm-hmm. occasionally fighting games. That mm-hmm. was really about it. Yeah. So I was like, it's kind of wild hearing now like oh you you came in actually during COD but you weren't really playing like. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was on the same train kind of deal. Yeah, you, you kind of came into like the your like your current state of like shooting games very late. Yeah, like even like even playing like online competitive like shooting like even that those modes like I don't do that as much as I used to. Like I was all about online like yeah, yeah. like you know like you know popping noobs all those all that <laughs> stuff yeah get good you know yeah. elite skills all that stuff trash talking yeah the lobby and stuff. yeah I was I was all about that and I got and I got, it got to a point where, like I was pretty solid. So like and so, but then like you know, I put it down for so long, and then like obviously things change with mechanics and stuff, and like I'm like, and you can attest it a brutal at times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like ca- like Warzone, I was awful. Like let, <laughs> let me like no, let me tell you, I am dog water. <laughs> yeah, John, John, uh, during the beginning of the pandemic, the lockdowns, when everyone was stuck at home and everyone seemed and their mothers seemed to be playing uh, Warzone, John was with us, and basically we were just dragging his yeah, dead corpse yeah. across the finish line. Most I, of the time. Absolute dog water. <laughs> I don't know why war, and it's funny too. Because, like, occasionally when they have, like, free, more than, like, yeah, COD would have, like, free uh, lobbies, like, occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, yeah for, for a weekend for or whatever. Yeah, yeah, for multiplayer. And I would do fine there. Like, yeah. I would be, I would always go positive. I, I think I'm it's like, the BR. Yeah. The BR is a very specific <laughs> yeah. thing, a very specific, like, skill set to actually mm-hmm. like, learn how to play kind of deal. I think mm-hmm. that's what it is. Yeah. 
So, yeah, absolutely trash at that. That's why I was like, yeah, I can't do this uh, competitive <laughs> first-person shooter <laughs> stuff anymore. That's fair. That's, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. It's always gonna, not everything's going to click for you anyway. That's perfectly mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we might, we may, maybe we'll do another episode just us, just you and me shooting the shit, or maybe we're talking about it like a specific top, like a specific topic that we both are pretty, like, open about, and then yeah. we'll, co- we'll cover that as an extra episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, for this episode, uh, again, that was a short introduction to John here, mm-hmm. so we now have a little bit of an idea of what he, you know, what he's about in terms of gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and, actually, I'm going to roll back a little bit here the reason why i brought john for the first episode of this second year of our podcast is because it relates to the first episode we ever made as a podcast do you remember a game called slay the spire oh do i remember <laughs> yeah so i so i got i got john into slay the spire after we're in a group chat as well and i remember throwing it out there and then i remember seeing one day that john had picked it up he posted a picture of him playing of him winning a run i think it was mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, John plays Slay the Spire. It's awesome. Somebody has actually listened to me. Because I throw out game recommendations mm. in the chat right, relatively regularly, mm. and that I usually get ignored or whoopty dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I see John actually post something. Like, oh, shoot, he actually, like, you know, checked it out from my... So, like, how did you get into Slay the Spire? So, Slay the Spire, um, I, I get the majority of my games now through... Um, <clears throat> PlayStation Network's monthly game. Yeah. Um, and Good deal. <laughs> no, it really, it honestly is. Um, not sponsored, by the way. Yeah, not sponsored. Uh, hashtag not an ad. Yeah, we're, we're, we're just covering, my, covering our base. We're not trying to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so uh, it came up as one of the monthly games, and uh, I was like, ooh. I was like, I remember this, because obviously Lacan mentioned it. I also uh, realized, like, later on that I had seen it, like, Years ago, at a, in a stream, someone was okay. playing. Did not know what the game was at the time yeah. when they were recording it. So, um, but everything clicked at that moment when I got it. I was like, oh, okay, that's the game Lacan mentioned, and started playing it. And um, had very little um, experience in roguelike games. Uh, only played really Crypt of the Necrodancer, and that's pretty much it. Okay, so you have some, you have some yeah. experience at least. With yeah, so you yeah. understand like losing is part of the game. Like, yeah. You have to like eventually just lose to get good basically. Yeah, basically. Okay. So like I kind of like I kind of gathered like what the deal was, but like, you know, so very like, you know, uh uh amateur. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's fine. We we, yeah. we all start somewhere basically. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um started getting into it um and yeah, like was a fan of like the like the dungeony aspect, was a fan of like the card aspect of it, um the being able to build a, a, a strategy on the fly and build like a deck on the fly and build your character out on the fly was cool. I like the relics that like there was so much of it that was like so appealing to me that I end up sinking so much time into it. And like, I'm even still playing it from time to time now. Um, it probably will replace my destiny time if I ever decide to put destiny down. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's one of those you, you don't realize you sink so much time into until you've played it for like four hours straight and you're like, mm. Oh, that was like five runs. <laughs> no, like for real, like there, I have to be, I check the time before I get on to yeah. like play because I have to make sure that like, oh, like I have three hours, so I really have like two runs. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you all see the timer on the, yeah. top, on the top of the screen too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, relating to Slay the Spire, I have a game for you that's re- kind of similar actually. I found it around the same time that like I started playing Slay the Spire, I started getting decent at Slay the Spire mm-hmm. um, because I was just like looking for more games that were similar to it. I was like, I love this game. I need to find more <laughs> of this, basically. Um, so I ended up finding this game called Dicey Dungeons. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, from you now. Well, there you go. <laughs> so a um, little information here. Dicey Dungeons is a 2019 roguelike deck building game. Perfect, right? And you're right up your alley then, yes. hopefully, right? Yes. Uh, developed by Irish game developer Terry Cavanaugh. It was released for Windows, Mac, and Linux in August 2019. Switch on uh, in on on December in in December twenty twenty, uh, mm-hmm. Xbox One and Series 
uh, consoles in November 2021 and PS4 and PS5 in February 2023. A little bit late on that one. Mm. Uh, and then they also actually got uh, iOS and uh, Android port uh, back in July 2022. Mm. So Kavanaugh announced Dicey Dungeons in May 2018 after about three months of prior development. The game was inspired by one of the first roguelike deck builder games called Dream Quest. I don't know if you've ever heard of that one. That was a little bit of like an older game. Yeah. Yeah, kind of dig through it a little bit. Yeah, the name is familiar. Okay, yeah. I think, so I think, I'm think pretty sure that one's only on the PC, but that's kind of the grandfather of like all these like deck building roguelike games. Like Clay the Spire is also inspired from that, basically. Got it. Um, the art is created by Marlo Do- uh, Dobb and Dobby Dobb and music by Chipsoul. The game, so the setting of this game is a little bit different. Uh, the game takes place in a game show-esque setting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with Split Aspire being more of like a fantasy kind of element, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, kind of dark if you think about it, right? You're kind of stuck in this Sisyphean, like, trap. You know what I mean? You fight your way through the, spot, through the spire, you mm-hmm. win or mm-hmm. lose, you die, and mm-hmm. you basically just start over from the beginning again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this one's a little bit more, like, bright and kind of happy uh, in terms of, like, theming. Uh, but you basically are challenged by Lady Luck, your character has been turned into a uh, like a living talking dice, basically. And your task is to complete the dungeons for a chance at winning back your freedom to be turned back into human, basically. There are six characters, each of them with different uh, mechanics or gimmicks. So, kind of again, kind of like you have different characters in Slay the Spire, mm-hmm. right? Uh, with different kind of play styles to them mm-hmm. and different starting equipment. You navigate around a map and take on fights to progress through the dungeon. You can heal, fight, shop, and upgrade and move to the next floor on that map screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's a little bit. I'll let you know right now it's a little bit more free-flowing than mm-hmm. Slay the Spire where like Slay the Spire like, no matter what you're going up kind of deal here the map is kind of like uh, kind of laid out in kind of like a almost like a grid where you can kind of move around and take fights in your, in your order exactly okay um, when you win you unlock more of the other characters and new episodes for the existing characters think of that as like Ascensions where they um, they change up the rules to make future runs more difficult mm-hmm. combats are turn-based and the way you activate your equipment or your cards is by rolling dice and using uh, di- qualifying dice to activate abilities. Mm-hmm. So instead of having like a traditional card deck where you're drawing cards and hopefully you draw the things you need and then you be able to play them and do more and more stuff basically, mm-hmm. think of it as you have a small grid of uh, anywhere from uh, three to six abilities basically mm-hmm. and you can use those dice to do damage. Like say, And you, you, you a main point of the game is to like learn how to uh, manipulate dice. Mm-hmm. So say like you say there's something that says... Uh, uh, it needs a four to activate, but you have a three. Mm-hmm. But you have a, a card in your uh, in your grid, your, your abilities to increase a dice's value by one. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So now you have a three. Now you have a four. And now you can actually use to use that ability basically. Interesting. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the, the way the combat goes in this game. And each of the characters has a specific special ability that charges up over time uh, through encounters and through gameplay which is also used to manipulate dice or other effects, basically. Uh, and again, I said before, I got into this game after falling down the Slay the Spy rabbit hole and was looking for other games that were very similar. Mm-hmm. And same thing for this one. Like, Slay the Spy, I didn't realize I dumped, like, 20 hours into very quickly. Mm-hmm. Same with this game. Like, you know, like, again, this, during the beginning of the lockdown for me, mm-hmm. where, like, I, like, was just sitting here, like, you know, in the dark coming home from work, mm-hmm. like, you know, 5 a.m., no one else is awake. I'm like, what else am I playing? I guess I'll play this. Mm-hmm. And I would, like, stop playing, and I realized, like, oh, I've played this for, like, five hours straight already. So, <laughs> yeah, very very quickly I can fall into a rabbit hole with this game, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, does, any, does it sound interesting to you? Yeah, no, it, it really does. I I, I like the, the, the change in from, like, the aesthetic from what Slate Aspire is to what this it sounds like it's going to be. And yeah. It's, like, something... Very interesting. The fact that it sounds like it has like more meta 
type. A little bit, yeah. yeah um, <laughs> there, there's a, there's a decent amount of like meta humor in this game, <clears throat> which I which I really like because you know, so the fire plays itself so straight, very serious and kind of dark fantasy. Yeah, this one's like. More kind of like, uh, you know, Lady Luck is all, like, you know, mm-hmm. b- does a little bit of fourth wall breaky stuff, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But it's, it's a very fun game, lighthearted. Yeah. But by no means, like, completely simple. It's not like a child's game versus yeah. Slay the Spire. Mm-hmm. It's still a relatively difficult game. Yeah, it's just just a position of what the atmosphere says versus what you're actually going to Yeah, do. yeah. So mm-hmm. that's that's, that's kind of like one of those things you'll, you'll notice, especially once you get into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you have any questions? Uh, no, I think it's pretty straightforward. I just can't. I just can't wait to play. Okay, cool. So, listeners, it's going to be a short break here. Uh, and by the time we're back, it'll be about a week or so. Uh, and then John will have gotten his hands on Dicey Dundas, and we'll see how he feels about it. See you in a bit. Okay, listeners, we are back. It has been a week, and John has gotten his hands on Dicey Dungeons. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> got, his, got his grubby little bits of Dicey Dungeons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, yeah, but again, it's been a week or so. Um, how have you been? Uh, I've been good. Uh, I uh, just came back from Texas. Okay, cool. Yeah, you were there. What were you there for? Uh, I was there for a wedding. Okay, mm-hmm. nice. Have yeah. a good time. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. <clears throat> I need to go back to um Texas <clears throat> at a different time. Uh, to do more sightseeing. Yeah, uh, we went to Austin. Austin, okay, yeah. Austin's mm-hmm. dope. Yeah, I've, I've heard good things about Austin. I've got a friend who lives out there and. She's been like on my case to like come visit and see how it is over there. Mm-hmm. Her all, all I also hear from like her is like the food's really good, and uh, I need to go out there for food. So I had my first taste of a Ridge Tex-Mex cuisine. Oh, okay. And it was life changing, dude. It was so amazing. <laughs> first restaurant we went to, um, it was this place called Lupe Tortilla. Um, went uh just like outside the hotel mm-hmm. and. <clears throat> When we went there, first thing, unlimited unlimited chips and salsa, Ooh. which, like, I love tortilla chips. <laughs> I yeah. I love them to death. Yeah. So um, unlimited chips and salsa immediately was like, okay, this is already the best. Real big it? for you. Yeah. yeah, I know. You're a big, you're a big chip guy. I, every time we were playing online, I always, like, hear you. Crunching, and crunching yeah, just chips. crunching away. I try I try to put the mic away from yeah, my face. Yeah, it, but, it happens. You get it. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, uh Went through three of those. <laughs> Before your meal even happened. Yes. Yeah. I was like, we don't need to order appetizers. This Just is it. That's it. That's yeah. all I need. Yeah. Just fried, do- yeah. Just fried processed dough. Yes, exactly. That's all I need. That's all anybody ever needs. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I, I, I would slam some tortillas as well, too. So, um, so yeah. Uh, and then I ordered a, uh, I forgot what it was called, but basically it was like a marinade chicken topped with like pico de gallo mm. and salsa and stuff. And then refried beans and rice and yeah. stuff. And I was like... Ooh. Yeah, I know it was, and it was so deli- Every part of it was yeah. delicious, and I had a uh, had a mango margarita, Ooh. which was the most delicious margarita I have ever had. Okay. It was a frozen margarita, yeah, yeah. amazing. Like it was so good. I got it before my meal. Yeah, uh, didn't finish it until like we basically were walking out okay. the door, and oh, alcohol to go. Walk me downs. Super super thing in Texas. <laughs> love love the walk me down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they're super cool with it. Like yeah, just here. You want something to go here? Yeah, yeah take it. <laughs> but um uh the margarita like probably was at my table for like forty minutes was still exactly the same consistency it was when it first hit my table. Oh, jam. Hell yeah. Yeah, and I was like, wow, they made this amazing <laughs> and it tasted great. Ah, it was. I loved it. I was. I was tempted to be like, "Babe, we got to go back here again before we, <laughs> <laughs> before we dip. We got to get. I got to have this margarita." <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, and then we went to another Tex-Mex place at a at an outdoor mall. Work. Um, 
I had uh, I had rotisserie chicken tacos there. Ooh. Yeah. So that was that was good. Hearty. Very yeah, hearty. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, again, limited tortilla chips. Yeah. Uh, had two margaritas there. I mean, the, so the food, like, generally, like my my experience was mostly food based. Yeah, yeah. And then um, that's how I experienced any major mm-hmm. city, honestly. At this yeah. Point. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm boring. Yeah. My my girlfriend went on a uh, river float. Okay. Yeah. So she she did that. Uh, spoiler alert: I can't swim, so I did not go. <laughs> <clears throat> but she she went on river float. They were on the river for like three and a half hours. Oh damn! Yeah. And yeah. The real real chill lazy river type of deal. Yeah. That's so dope. yeah. So she obviously got roasted by the sun. Yeah. yeah there's no getting away from <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so that happened, and uh, um, but she had fun with that. Um, and the wedding itself was cool. It was a traditional. Jewish wedding. Nice. Yeah, my first experience with that. They're fun, right? Yeah, the rabbi made it really fun. A lot of crowd participation. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, we had to... <laughs> it's a lot of, like, come on, guys, it's a wedding. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Have fun. Come on, guys, this is supposed to be fun. <laughs> yeah. Come on, come on. Celebration. Celebration of these two people. <laughs> yeah. So, it's a lot of that, but it was pretty funny. He was cool. Um, you know, felt like it was one of those ceremonies where it was just, like, you know, the two people were, like, they knew they, you know, they wanted to do this, and they were just, like... All the stress and all that stuff just yeah, comes down that yeah. moment, and you're just like, "Whoo, okay, we're doing it." Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, um, but yeah, it was a traditional Jewish wedding. The pamphlet for the wedding broke down every part of it and explained like the history of it and what it's like, um, Hebrew name of it is, and it was like, um, I was like, "Wow!" So, uh, learned a lot about Jewish weddings in that moment. Also, got to help hoist up the chair. Hey, yeah, let's go. Yeah, so, yeah. It's hype, right? Yeah, no, it is super hype. It is, oh, dude. It's funny because, like, you know, we, we if you're not Jewish, obviously, you just see it kind of in media, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, and, you know, we're from, like, you know, we're from New Jersey, right? New Jersey New York has, like, a, a pretty large Jewish population all, yeah. spread all throughout. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, unless you're, like, invited to one of those events, you don't really get to see, like, you know, all of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, but, yeah, being part of it is, like, it's, like, absolutely, like, kind of, like, different it's it's really fun mm-hmm. i think that's like the part that everyone like because you like you said in tv media that's what you see yeah exactly. so like yeah that's my only experience of it so like obviously when it was happening everyone was like yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is <laughs> so so of course like um so yeah so like i helped uh lift up the bride chair with like three or four other people and the thing so like the thing was is that the i'm, I'm pretty sure like the uh the guy, the guy is a bodybuilder and also does like fitness, other fitness okay. stuff. Um, and so he needed all of his gym bros to lift him up. Basically. So like all, yeah, basically <laughs> his gym, like he's not, he's not like terribly big. He's like he's just you know extremely fit, but yeah. like he. He had all of his gym bros, which was basically like the wedding party and like yeah, yeah. other guys and stuff. Like, um, go ahead and lift him up and. So, like, they're all, like, basically just pumping up, like, getting their pump yeah. in, like, with this guy <laughs> on the chair. And then, like, it's me, this other guy, and, like, two or three girls trying to lift up the bride, which the bride is not. But she's small. Okay. She is small. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm put up there. I'm just out of shape. Like, <laughs> I am just, I do not want to put out there that this was, this woman was, like, normally heavy to pick up. No, I'm just awfully out of shape. I cannot lift more than a book. Yeah, you're also more tortilla than man at that point, <laughs> Yes, <too>. yes. <laughs> I was yes, well. I was hopped up on tortilla. I margaritas. Si- yeah, yeah. I had. Uh, you didn't have blood. You were just, you were yeah. just pumping margaritas. I, through I your was body also a few point. drinks in already. Yeah. So <laughs> it was yeah. We were. We, it was not a good time. So like I, 
I am lifting, and I don't know how much the other people are doing like, it. How I just much, yeah, how much effort is going yeah, on? Yeah, you're like yeah, you're in. Yeah, like you know. But we're going ahead. We're lifting her up in the air. We're like doing the thing. Like yeah, yeah, da, 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 da. yeah. And then like we were doing that. What. I am sure it was no longer than like a minute. It yeah. felt like an eternity. Yeah, it, it, it does feel like a bit long. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like it got to the point where like we were lifting it up and whatever, and then we started looking at each other like how much how much longer how long is this? Yeah. Going? <laughs> so there's a there's a bit of like a tradition with my, me and my friends uh, just because we get rowdy at weddings. Um, so like usually we throw the groom in the air, mm-hmm. like you know what I mean? like uh, a group of us. We're talking like ten, and like Gabe is usually like as well, you know, part. So um, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but my brother got married uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, congratulations, Gabe, in April. Um, so uh, usually Gabe is involved in lifting up and throwing because mm-hmm. Gabe's big. You know, yeah. he's a big dude. He's mm-hmm. really strong, and like usually like me as well. I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite because we're kind of like the corner, so to make sure nobody falls, mm-hmm. kind of deal. Yeah. There was no way in hell we're throwing game. <laughs> like, like we were just like we were like thinking like you know some of the guys were like, are we are we trying to do this for game planning? It's like no 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 way in hell this is happening. But it's like funny because when we have like friends who are like smaller like we can throw them they, we just chuck them. You yeah. know, they're in the air for like we're talking like it looks like six feet off like off from us. You know what I mean? We're chucking them. Oh and then like when like when when there's like a wedding and the dude's a little bit bigger it's like oh <laughs> like, we can just see what we can do just, as long as we don't drop them and as long as we get like get them like a little bit of air it's mm-hmm. all that matters so we can we get them there. So it's like but yeah it feels like how how long are we tossing them for? Because uh, mm-hmm. if it's a bigger dude we're like. Like I got like four throws in me, and that's really about it. <laughs> it's always bad because like you're you basically are trying to mentally coordinate with strangers. With you. Else yeah, so like yeah. so like maybe you're like in your head like I think I got two or three in me, and then yeah. like someone's next to you like oh I got like five. And yeah, you're like, I gotta keep up now. I gotta pump, I gotta pump the chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what it was feeling like because they were they were going on the groom. Yeah, groom was in. yeah. So I was like I'm like on the pride. I'm like yo I I don't know how much left I have. Like I'm <laughs> my my arms are on fire. I'm just like oh boy I, I can't drop this woman like <laughs> this, is not, this is not gonna be good but so cool that's you had a good time though, yeah. Right? yeah so yeah it was did you, did you uh do any barbecue aside from the text or not i did not do barbecue like we like at the wedding we were talking about getting barbecue um the day that we were leaving for the flight yeah, yeah. and um my my uh girlfriend was confused about the time the flight was going to leave because i thought it was going to leave at a certain time oh, you and, just out. and i thought like oh we were going to have time to go ahead and get barbecue, but it turns out it was Bef- go to the air- before you go to the airport. Type of deal. Yeah, no, and then no I was chance. like, "Oh no, we ended up what we ended up doing was just literally just like getting breakfast at a quick diner and just okay. like going straight to the airport." That's a bummer. Yeah, because yeah, because like, obviously the whole you know anything from the south was like barbecue. That's yeah, thing, right. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you said you're gonna go back, so you might as well go get some barbecue next yeah, time. Yeah, I would have to go get some barbecue next. Time. That's why I said, like, there's, like, you know, there's it, Austin seems like an extremely interesting place, so yeah. I this definitely needs to be a time where it's just that. Word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so you had a, you had a pretty eventful week, eventful week. Uh, how much time did you get into Daisy, Daisy Dungeons? So, so here's the thing. Okay, about <clears throat> uh, full disclosure. Okay. Now that like, I can reveal to yeah, you, yeah. <clears throat> found out Dicey Dungeons has a mobile version of the game hey let's go so uh i actually i did a small amount of research about like the mobile version because i didn't want to i didn't know what it would consist of so i didn't want to get like a like super shrunk down version of the game yeah yeah. and then like one article talking about the game being released to mobile it was like saying oh fans of the game is really excited because they feel like the game is perfect for mobile Mm -hmm. and i was like cool That's great. Yeah, I actually, so I actually knew a little bit. I was going to ask if you would to, uh, I, don't, I don't recall if we talked about it the week before when we actually recorded the first half of the episode, mm-hmm. but um, I said, you know, I, uh, I know it's on consoles for sure, and mm-hmm. I was on PC because I play it on PC. Yeah. Um, 
and I knew about the mobile ports. I don't think I brought it up. I don't. I don't remember at this point now if I did or not. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, from my understanding of reading all the reviews of the mobile port, it's actually a very very well done mobile port. Like, yeah. I mean, which you know, is a relatively simple game to be yeah. fair, right? Mm-hmm. But like, there's no issues of like bugginess or the yeah. game's not saving properly and all this other stuff. So that's the, that's the important part that I was worried about. If you, mm-hmm. if you went the route of going mobile, because mm-hmm. I knew that you had the trip going on as well. So I was like, are you gonna cram all your gaming in like the day before the trip, and then the day when you come back? Is that all you're you getting out of this thing? On dice yeah, exactly. <laughs> which to be fair, it is a very much so a bingeable game too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. so so you should play the mobile port. Yes. Um. So what do you think? So. <clears throat> So just a little, a little, uh, a little background of just me playing it a little bit, and then I'll get into the game itself. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I did definitely probably pour way too much time into the game over the course of the trip, much as chagrin of like probably the people around me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so that means my job is done. <laughs> I did my job. I recommended a good game. Yeah, so you know it is fun. Like short answer, it is fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was playing it like pretty much in between like conversations, in between like during flights, in between like traveling. Of, like, yeah, lulls of like the excitement of traveling. Yeah, okay. yeah. So because like mostly like my probably the game I would play the, I played the most on mobile was uh like uh Clash Clash Royale. Okay, which like. It's cool, like, it gave me, like, time. Yeah, pick and get, up, put down kind yeah, of thing. but, like, you know, I'm kind of past that at this point. But, like, you know, having this new one to sit here in front of me is, like, okay, cool. Like, this is uh, something fresh. Nice. So, um, so yeah, I had plenty of time to play it and stuff. So, <clears throat> let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the first thing you want to touch upon here, then? All right. So, the tone of the game. Um, the My first my, my first impression, like, when I opened up the game was, like, it seemed... <laughs> it seemed like pretty upbeat with like the game show aesthetic with the tone and the music. Yeah, yeah. I'm comparing it to obviously Slate Aspire, which is obviously more drab and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, we talked about that I think in the first half where yeah. I, I explained that it was like a game show style kind of like hope, yeah. like a theme to it. So yeah, so saw that and I was like, okay, cool, cool. Um, uh, my notes here. I have a dice mechanic very easy to pick up on. Interesting that ice dice can act as a countdown for some attacks. Statuses are also intriguing. Game is built to have you burn through dice quicker or have higher costs of playing dice. So the whole the whole thing of it being so dice based and the things that you can do with dice mm-hmm. um, is extremely like it's like a very interesting and engaging thing just because of the novelty of it yeah. alone. Um, the the probably like the like the best way to describe it is like it's a simple concept with a lot of depth. So like yes, so yes. yeah, so it's like okay, you can jump in and immediately go right into it. Yeah, but as you play the game and get further and further in, you realize oh, there's a lot new to- weapons mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. Yeah, so that's the thing I wanted to get really get into. Mm-hmm. Um, for uh, I guess like the fir- the first thing I wanted to- I wanted to focus on for this episode was mm-hmm. the mechanics of the different attacks, t- right? Mm-hmm. So um, you start off as a warrior class mm-hmm. essentially for the first one, right? You, mm-hmm. the, the little red dice with the sword on them, right? Yes. Most of the classes are very simple, very mm-hmm. much so like the ironclad, right? Mm-hmm. Very yeah. like unga bunga. Put a dice here, it does damage. Yeah. If you get this a specific number, it does more damage, yeah. or like add three fire as well mm-hmm. to to your attacks, right? Whatever yeah. it is. Um, and then. Once you get later into the run, even more so with other characters as well, too, mm-hmm. you start seeing the other like other weapons, the, the countdown stuff, the poison stuff, the blind stuff, right? Yeah. Um, the, the zap stuff or weaken, right? Yeah. Um, you get to see a lot more of like the, not just the typical, just give me a number, that's how much damage you do. You know what I mean? Kind yeah. of things, right? And mm-hmm. then um, you, get to, you get to experience a little more of like the, um, 
did you do any um, like dice manipulation stuff as well too in your decks or no? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yes, I, I did do like short answer, yes. Um, there was, and like I'll go through it when I go through like the characters a bit okay. more, but <clears throat> yeah, I did like test out like different things in terms of like mostly my stuff was like status based when I was like playing through. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, I did some dice mis- uh, manipulation. Um, it was interesting to do dice manipulation, um, only because like some of the things like I started moving away from because I felt like oh. Yeah, I can manipulate the dice to do X, but if I do that, that may open me up for like an attack for something else. So yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this may not be the best to use in this situation. Yeah. Um. So, so, but yeah, I did definitely dabble into a lot of like all the statuses and stuff, and like some I leaned in way more heavily than others. But. Yeah, like so you mentioned before again, I was like very easy on on the on the mm-hmm. the surface of it, but it mm-hmm. has it has depth to it. Yeah. Like, even though, because again, you know, you look at the grid of like your your attacks or your abilities, right? Mm-hmm. You only have, like, six at most, technically, right? Yes. Like, more often than not, I'm running, like, four. Mm-hmm. Usually on mine, I'm using two tall boys <laughs> and then two of the smaller ones, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can rearrange them however you want. Yeah. I always just go, I always just go like, uh, the taller ones that I can't shrink anymore on the left side mm-hmm. and the middle, and then if I can shrink them all the way down, I'll put them on the right side. Yeah. It's for my, this is how my my brain works. Yeah. That's just an organizational thing, right? Yeah. Um, Wait, I, just to clarify, <laughs> so the two tall boys, like, whoa, there's... No, uh, <laughs> Uh, there's you have six technically equipment slots. Some items uh, take up two slots. Some items take up one slot. Yes. So um, so when he talks tall boys, that's basically a two slot. It's, like, it's mm-hmm. like two by th- it's like two by three mm-hmm. or two by six. If mm-hmm. I remember, if I remember two by two by three, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. two by three. And the two by six is the tall is a tall one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So there's that. So it's like it's either like a long rectangle or a short shorter rectangle. Basically, mm-hmm. again, you can fit two of the small one, mm-hmm. two of the small cards within one. If you have like one uh, an ability, you can upgrade and make it smaller or just has a smaller um uh, blueprint in the first place mm-hmm. um but yeah so yeah again like um it, it it does have a bit of like the rng feel to it right you know when we when uh i compare again i'm, I'm gonna be there's gonna be a lot of references to slay the spire here because mm-hmm. obviously that's like when we both play already we both acknowledge that we both play a lot mm-hmm. and we just know it a little bit yeah. better than you know dicey dungeons um yeah. i've also dumped a lot of time into dicey dungeons as well too but Play this part as my comfort if I compare the two. Yeah, but the whole point of like card deck, uh, like card building games, is that you remove as much RNG as possible because you learn how to manipulate your deck, right? For this game, it's manipulating the dice. That's how I treat it. Um, for you, how do you how did you treat your focus on manipulating the dice, or did you make your abilities as easy to put stuff into? What What did you do? So <clears throat> it's very interesting that you put bring that up because a lot of I kind of, like, was bouncing across. Cause I don't think I had, like, a set thing where I was like, oh, I feel super comfortable with this, especially with the different characters yeah, because, yeah. obviously, there's wildly different mechanics um, for the different characters. So, like, like one run, I felt like, okay, I'm going to go, like, status-heavy with this one. And then, like, another run, I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to lay the lumber. I'm just going to go ahead and just, <laughs> yeah, just knock everything out. Yeah, glass cannon, go all in. And then, like, other one runs, I was like, okay, I'm going to have, like, my big attack, and then I'm going to have, like, shielding. I'm concentrating on survival and mm, shielding okay. and healing. Yeah, yeah. And, like, just making sure survival, survival, just whittled them down. And so, and I think that's, like, one of the great things about this game is that, like, you, even with, like, one character, you can play in so many different ways that, like, even, like, picking a strategy, you still are open to trying new strategies uh, with the same people. And then especially when you go out into now the different characters you do that same thing with those characters now, you're probably looking at 
like 30, 40, 50 different ways to play the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, mm. Because like in, in Slay the Spire, you're, you're stuck to whatever card your character has, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. In this game... But like each individual character has a, has a specific deck of cards they're essentially out to use. Mm-hmm. In Dicey Dungeons, all the attack cards are the same essentially across the board, mm-hmm. and what modifies it for each individual character is your like your suit, your 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 special ability, mm-hmm. right? That's a big one that's mm-hmm. help you manipulate it. Mm-hmm. And then the characters innate like how their play style is in the first place, yeah. right? So it changes even if it's the same technically the same weapons, you can still see that you know you're gonna see the same weapons across the board for all different characters. Mm-hmm. The characters how they run is like the the big contributing factor to how different each run feels basically. Yeah. Like a thousand percent. Yeah. So um so like for like yeah, Warrior in particular, uh since we were talking about him, yeah, like I like I went all in. Uh had like the status one, had like the survivor one where I cared about shield and healing in the middle of battle. Um I ran some of the the uh, abilities that had like, oh, you have to hit this certain number of pouring a number of dice into it, um, had the, the double dice ones. Um, yeah, I avoid the double dice ones just because, mm-hmm. like, I'm always because I'm always like in my mind, I was like, it's just like a percentage thing, right? Yeah. It's like, how often am I gonna get double dice mm-hmm. to get certain things to happen? Mm-hmm. And I want to also maximize my damage, and then eventually I get lazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, don't I just do get rid of them. <laughs> I'm just like, not whatever. I just want one. <laughs> So, and yeah, and like that's also part of it too. It's like, how much do you really want to work mentally? <laughs> yeah. How much math and percentage and probability, like yeah. math, do I want to do in my head? Yes. Like, no. So, um, but, um, but, oh, so, um, just, uh, going through like more first impressions of the yeah. game, basically. Um, the map layout, I'm gonna pull a little bit of a poll here. Okay. Um, map layout reminded me of Dragon Ball Z Budokai 2's map. I don't know if you oh, remember that. Yeah, map. <laughs> yeah, because yes. it's like not exactly a grid, but like yeah, like mm-hmm. but it's like you can kind of move your, your way around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you'll have like an unobstructed, one unobstructed route, but mm-hmm. like you want to go a different way, you have to take a fight on or something. Mm-hmm. They take an event on kind yeah. of deal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, that's, that's the first thing it reminded me of when I saw the map layout. I was like, oh, this reminds me of just Dragon Ball Z Budokai. Yeah, I was trying to remember like <laughs> I, was like, I was trying to remember if there was something else that I've seen the map layout before in, mm-hmm. and I was like, it's I've seen it kind of in like. Mm-hmm. You know, like other roguelikes, but not exactly. It's technically different mm-hmm. um, because, like, you you get to choose however you want to take the floor on, essentially. And that's like the next thing I wanted to go into because, like, the freedom in which you can move around the map, like, it is it gives you complete freedom. Yeah. Like, like to the point where, like, you can't move past an enemy if he's blocking a path, but you can just like walk up to an enemy and just like see what they are and then like dip back and do like another path and whatever. Yeah, like if you see one's a, one's a level three mm-hmm. versus one's a level two, you're mm-hmm. like. I want to take the level three before I take the level two on, mm. like because there are some level two fights that are harder. Than, yeah, than, in my opinion, than like taking on like you know if I had to fight the little uh, the little puppy baby wolf right with the little bandana on it. Or the, <laughs> it's cute, right? The baby wolf and the dire wolf, two of my favorite. Characters. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so like like the baby wolf, like, I'll take that fight on whatever level. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like it's, it's, a, it's a relatively easy fight. Yeah. right? The jellyfish, same mm-hmm. thing, right? But then if I take on like um. Uh, I forgot the name of it. It's like the uh, the, the weather. You know what I mean? Oh yes, I know who you're if talking that's, about. If that's yeah. even if that's like a level three or like a level like you know like a level four, I'm like absolutely I have to take that fight earlier than possible because mm-hmm. I don't want I, I don't want to take that fight on. Mm-hmm. Or if I can get the level up first and then I'll come back for that fight if I mm-hmm. need like something off that fight. You know yeah. what I mean? That's what I'll usually do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I got the feeling and like just playing through and being able to see the layout of all the enemies and stuff where they are, being able to choose your path freely, even if you walk up to where a space an enemy was, that you 
basically got to a point where if you like, like depending on how seriously you want to take the game, you could basically scout what your enemies yeah, do. Yeah, you're and supposed to, honestly. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I got the feeling of. So it's like, oh, like, uh, like I'm walking up on the snowman. There's a snowman on the map, and it's like, okay, I know before the snowman fight, I need to equip like a fire type attack to make sure I take advantage of that fight yeah. and stuff like that. Um, there's even a uh, there's even a point, and you, you'll know what I'm talking about. There's a point where you fight a certain boss, and before you go to that boss, uh, there is a chest there, and you have to pick up the item in that chest and equip it to defeat the boss. If yes. you don't equip it, you will not beat the boss. Yeah. I thankfully did equip it, but <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. Remembering that you're remembering that if you pick something up, it doesn't automatically equip into your weapons. It goes into your backpack. Mm-hmm. Was a thing that I screwed up a lot earlier on because mm-hmm. I would just assume, oh no, it's going to my deck. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was like, Wait, no, nope, hold on, I screwed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I was, so I was like, so because I picked it up and I was just like, well, obviously this has got to be very, very pertinent to the yeah. next fight. So. I well, not all, not always. That's yeah, thing, yeah. Right? Sometimes your deck's already kind of like rolling. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. I've gotten my deck to like a point where I can manipulate whatever I need to, or mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what I roll. Some every every dice, regardless of how quote unquote good or bad the roll is, mm-hmm. is going to affect something in my ability deck. Basically, yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. So, um, but like. For that boss battle, like obviously, it was yeah, like, it they, was, uh, they, yeah, it can be a little bit more pertinent to actually yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, but yeah. Overall, if you feel like you're rolling good already, it's just like, oh, another item that I yeah. have. <laughs> um, but um, but yes, definitely scouting head is very very important. And with the amount of items sometimes you get in one run, yeah, that like I that whole reason of getting all that stuff is to be like I can shift my equipment to for certain battles at certain times. Was it the buff girl? Aubrey or whatever her name was. It may have been the buff. Yeah, Aubrey, yeah, I think her, her name was something like that, like Aubrey or yeah, uh, yeah. Adeline or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was uh, yeah, Aubrey. I yeah, think. yeah, Aubrey. Um, well, that's Aubrey. a rough fight. That's a rough fight if you get kind of screwed out on stuff. Yeah, yeah, but I was, yeah, I. Uh, it's definitely, it's definitely the character. Like I'm definitely just not getting the character. Yeah, it, 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 it's <laughs> it's same thing as Slay the Spire. Like you know, mm. you're gonna click with certain characters and certain ones you're just not going to. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the defect in Slay the Spire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> keeps me up at night. It depends. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I guess you got you got to play a little of everybody then at least so, so far. Yeah, I got to play. I got to play with every character, which was like kind of like my goal. Yeah. Um, I was trying to beat at least one episode with every character. Did not do that, but got at least enough play time with all of them that like I know what they do. Um, so and just so like so for like for me, I was like played through the warrior, got past the first episode, and then um, kind of saw the reveal of like all the characters in the game. So I was like, okay, cool, cool, all right. So like that's what this is when like the the how the death of the game started getting revealed to me. I was like, okay, yeah, like yeah. this is this is cool. Um, basically, so like I had my first impression basically of all the characters. Like so like Thief, I was like, okay, he has some interesting mechanics. Um, wasn't understanding them at first, but then like as I went through the through the game with it, I was like, okay, like yeah, I, I'm yeah. feeling this. Okay, um, um, robot, <laughs> what I wrote down was like, oh, it really threw me off starting off. And then I learned to love it because he, he his jackpot mechanic. Yeah, because the robots is gambling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's why I love it because like because I I go I tend to go for the high roll. I'm like because mm-hmm. you know so if you hit the if you hit it exactly you yeah. get every basically everything just goes good for you. That's you know yeah. It's just like a jackpot before your actual ability. And I'm yeah. like. I'm like it's, it's like it's like I want to play blackjack. And I'm yeah. like <laughs> hit me, hit me, hit me. You're at sixteen. Hit me. <laughs> 
like I, I, I like I should take I should just take what you know what I mean? Just all the bad habits that everyone hates at the table. It's like no. <laughs> I'm going all in. Give no, me. It. Oh my. God. Well, like I loved it because like of how much manipulation you could do for the jackpot. Yeah. And I was yeah. just like, I would just load everything. I'm like, oh, I'm always yeah, gonna get jackpot. Always, always commit. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, and like I basically, I ended up like once I got towards like the middle to the end of like playing him a lot. Like I was basically setting up my my equipment to be like, oh, I'm gonna get jackpot like nine times out of ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like again, mm-hmm. the the game is. Mm-hmm. The game seems random at first because mm-hmm. it's, again it's dice rolls, yeah. random chance, right? Yeah. But once you once you learn each individual character's kind of play style, mm-hmm. you learn okay, no, I have a lot more control in how to manipulate everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything's a lot more in my control than it, than it seems at, on the surface, yeah. basically. And it's like, and it's funny, like that, like that statement right there, because that is kind of like the premise of like the story of the narrative of the game. Exactly, is that you are <laughs> not in control of anything that is happening in the moment. Lady Luck is control of everything. Yeah. She's the one running the show. Mm-hmm. And then surprise, no, you're right. You're you were very much so able to manipulate everything, like you know, and have your mm-hmm. you know control your destiny, basically. Yes, and like so, like that parallel of like narrative with gameplay is like perfect. It's so good, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you what do you think about the uh, like the the learning curve of this game? The learning curve, like I said, I very easy to get into, very easy to start off, which I think. A low barrier to entry for games is important. Yeah, um, especially roguelikes. I, I like I, you, you, you've, me and Jeff have had these conversations where he doesn't like roguelikes because they're so difficult. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he's like, not all of them, mm-hmm. but a lot. He thinks a lot of roguelikes are diffi- are just difficult for the sake of being difficult. Mm-hmm. Where I'm on the side of, I like that difficulty. It's my job to get good. That's mm-hmm. my job to learn mm-hmm. how to get. You know. Um, how to become skillful within the rules and the confines and the parameters that the game has set before me. That's mm-hmm. that's my job as a gamer to learn how to get good within whatever roguelike I'm playing or whatever game that I'm playing. Mm-hmm. That's my job. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I think a game like this, because it's uh, like, you know, I'm in uh, even more so this versus Slay the Spire, mm-hmm. I think this has probably one of the best learning curves in like roguelike gaming ever and in deck building games ever because mm-hmm. you again you could just pick it up and it's like roll the dice and just roll what happens see what mm-hmm. happens and but then like once you real and then once that moment clicks you're like okay I can actually like you know make a deck that runs around specific dice or mm-hmm. like I can run the deck that manipulates all the dice or I can just pump heavy damage into everything that I do mm-hmm. you know what I mean like so you you can go as complex as you want basically I mean, we joked about it before it's like mm-hmm. how much math do I how much math and probability statistics do I want to work with <laughs> or do I just want to go unga bunga roll dice haha me have fun <laughs> <laughs> or gamble <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah like I mean like listen there's something thrilling about getting a jackpot in yeah the game <laughs> uh but uh, let me see. Oh, okay. But yeah, when as far as the learning curve goes, like it's very, like I said, very easy to get into. Low barrier to entry. Me, I, I feel like for games, like one of the best things you can do as a game developer is make a game that has a low barrier to entry, uh, low barrier to entry. Yeah. But also has a, a deep enough and like a high enough skill ceiling that. Oh, if you put some time in on this game, or if you like really study what's happening with this game, you can like really kick butt and yeah. like, turn it into a power fantasy Absolutely. if need be. Um, but like, if you don't, you can still get through, but it's gonna be tougher, and you're gonna yeah. feel it. If you don't want, if you don't want to learn the mechanics, basically yeah. how it is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You, yeah, like you can play it, but like you're not gonna be gaming until. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like um, uh, I don't know if I've ever used this analogy before, but it's kind of like you know the reason why Smash is pop- like Smash Brothers is popular, right? Is mm-hmm. because it's like 
it's one button for one attack and one button for the other attack, and all you change you change the direction, right? Mm-hmm. That's basically it. Yeah. Versus like learning to play like Street Fighter or like Tekken or mm-hmm. like Soul Calibur, anything where it requires much more knowledge of like, you know, intricate combos and spacing and all this other stuff. Yeah, yes, Smash also has that difficulty as well too. Yeah. But it's in for very much so. It's like you, uh, you can be a newcomer and pick it up because okay, there's only three buttons to worry about. Cool, I got this. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Versus like looking at somebody with a fight pad and yeah. you're like, okay, well they're playing a symphony on their fight pad. I don't know what the, have no idea what the hell they're doing. You know what I mean? It's like it's very it's like that's that's the nice thing about Smash that the lower lower barrier to entry mm-hmm. is what makes it so popular versus other fighting games, which you know are kind of popular because mm-hmm. it's like the hype around it, and then it very much so quickly dies off yeah. because it's like the casual player has no place in that game yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. yeah, like a, a game. Uh, in general, like not not just Dicey Dungeons, not mm-hmm. just fighting games, whatever. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. the low barrier entry to entry is a major, major point for a lot of games to become and stay mm-hmm. consistently, you know, enjoyable yeah. for a larger community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's it. And I know, like, you know, other games like like Dark Souls, for instance, like, you know, have the high barrier entry. Those, I, like, I've had fun with those games, too. And but like, that's also the point of the game. Yeah, exactly. And that's the point of the game. And it's like, you know, I, like, I feel like the only thing difference between, like, that and the other, like, low barrier entry games is, like, time. It's like, you pour more time into it, you practice. Yeah. Just like anything else, you practice, you get better. And, like, it depends on how much time you want to pour into it. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. For, like, a game that has a mobile port like this, low barrier entry, low barrier to entry means... A low time investment, if need be, which is perfect if you're on the move. Yeah. So like, yeah. So like, just that that idea. But like, if you want to sink hours into this you game, easily oh, can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I played this on the computer mm-hmm. for like mo- mostly. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I ever since then I've gotten Steam Deck, right? Mm-hmm. And even in, even in the house, right? You have there's a remote play for like for PCs, right? Mm-hmm. I can just log into my Steam on my phone, and I can be on my I can be the couch downstairs and just like playing Dicey Dungeons or play the spire or whatever like oh this is great like mm-hmm. I, I can i can sit down on the, on the couch and play an hour of this or you know play like five ten minutes of it and can move along right mm-hmm. or those nights like especially when i was still working like the uh the graveyard shift or you know the third shift and i'm like but like i would get home like 5 a.m and no one's awake yeah. <laughs> so i can't talk to anybody i was like i'm here in my room like you know kind of in the dark just like playing dicey dungeons especially when i got into the rabbit hole in the first place mm-hmm. for like three four hours straight <laughs> just like the sun's out i'm like ah okay well um How's everyone doing? <laughs> like, I've lost three hours of my life to this game. Uh, yeah, so there, there's it, that. It's very I mean? easy. It's very easy to do. Yeah, it's very easy to do. Yeah. I like. I definitely was in a hotel room, like not sleeping <laughs> when I was supposed to, and like it's just, a good travel game, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent. We recommend a travel game. Like, yeah, so like yeah. I have the Steam Deck now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So like I, I can also bring my save with me now as well too, mm-hmm. because it's like you know not just on my computer, it's on the cloud save. I can mm-hmm. bring it on the Steam Deck as long as, as long as I'm hooked up to yeah. the internet somehow. I can play exactly my entire save file and bring it with me. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, going through, like, yeah, Adventure was cool. Uh, like, his is a little wonky, his yeah. abilities, but, like, I was cool. I talked about the witch already. Um, love that she's an influencer. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's goofy. It's very, it's very meta. It's very meta. Very, yeah. I was like, I saw the hashtags, and I was like, yeah. wow. <laughs> love that. And I also love that also one of the monsters, I think, is also, like, a sorceress or something, and she also uses hashtags yes. all the time. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, exactly. every, every like, She's literally like a witch on a broom, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, wow, Okay, so every female magic user is a influencer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. Um, like I said, looking through the progression of the game, and we talked about like the difficulty. Yeah, I like I and going into like getting up to that skill ceiling. Mm-hmm. I like the way the game breaks it down. Like, ne- the, so like the game obviously has all the characters. 
all the characters had different ways to play it. They also put like a difficulty, like quote unquote, level yeah, for each character. They kind of is, is kind of like he is a kind of a rough estimate of how hard this character is to pick up and play. Kind yeah, of deal. yeah. So like, yeah. So they do give you that, and then like once you go through, I love that when you go through like the characters like episodic like journey. You know, each episode is basically like, oh, here, go through the dungeon, but with this modifier, yeah. or with this like debuff, or yeah, this like yeah. things like this and that, and I'm like. That like opens up so many because you're getting literally 36 different game experiences. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So and like wildly, vastly different from the others, and so like that opens up like, oh, I'm basically anytime I open up a new door, I'm getting a new game. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So like, um, in comparison to like the ascensions in Slay the Spire, Slay the Spire has 20 different levels of modifier, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the thing is, I think because that game is a lot more thinky. Right, mm-hmm. uh, at least in my opinion, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's fine for them having these more minute changes, right? Like, okay, like so, like in Ascension One, like uh, you know, I don't, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot exactly what Ascension One was. But like, uh, you uh, enemies hit harder, like just basic enemies hit harder. Or whatever yeah, I think so. you know, something, like, something so, like that. Yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm, it's been so long. Yeah, it's been a while since I've gone back to the lower ascensions. <laughs> like, oh yeah, here's how we do it. And then it's like, oh, like and then when you get to like level ten, it's like, oh, you start with the curse in your deck. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and you don't also don't heal to full after after boss fights anymore, like Ascension Nine or something like that, mm-hmm. or Eight. Well, I forgot what it was. So it's like okay, yeah. So like those are so like between that and like ten, there's like a bunch of smaller changes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, oh, bosses hit harder at level seven. You yeah. Know what I mean? And then you know there's more elites or something like that. Yeah. Know? Something mm-hmm. something along yeah. those lines, right? Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of smaller changes. For this game was like there's only there's uh, six different episodes for each individual character. So it's like okay, well. Uh, now your character only has one arm, and uh, he can only roll odds for some reason. Like, <laughs> so it's, like, you know, it's, like, it's like, oh, that's obviously, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm exaggerating, yeah, 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 yeah. but like that's how different that next run is with the same character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, the the next the next episode is very very different, mm-hmm. and because of that, again, and also because it is still a game of like quote unquote chance, mm-hmm. right? It makes the game feel extremely extremely different on every episode you play basically even mm-hmm. if you play the same episode again it still feels very different yeah and then yeah and then that goes into like the different ways that you can play the game and like like one example for like one of the episodes with warrior it's like oh when you level up you actually lose health instead of gaining yeah, yeah, health yeah. and it was just like oh th- i like and i i think i got through that episode i don't know how because it's just like you think about you don't really think about it like oh it's not that bad until you realize how low your health pool gets yeah. towards the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're you, like, you start thinking like, I can, I need to avoid a couple fights so I don't yeah. level up and, he, and quote unquote heal, basically. See, I, I, I bang my head against the wall and I always get max level. In all yeah, my right. That's the thing. That's a completionist. Me, I was like, I can't leave without getting the max level. Yeah, I'm like I'm getting a good max level. Yeah, more want, dice. All these are nice. Yeah, more dice gambling. Those <laughs> <laughs> <Dutch> coin. <laughs> So, so, but yeah, like just like just like that, it's like you have to completely change your approach at that point. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So it's like I can't just be ooga boonga. I gotta be like, ooh, let me. Uh, how do I survive? How do I heal? Yeah, like, how do I? Where, where's the where? Mm. Like you have to think like strategically. Is like, is do I heal here, mm. or do I let myself level up, get the full heal, mm. but then lose a little bit of health mm. like off the off the top? You know, yeah. Kind of I was like, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, maybe I skip a fight. Maybe I go to the shop and hopefully there's an apple there so I can heal there as well too. Yeah. Maybe kind of top off before and maybe I'll skip one fight so I can go with an extra two health or whatever into the final boss kind of thing. You yeah. Know what I mean, so like yeah, million like a, so many different ways that you can go about it and like they're not just within the fight but how you want to traverse the map and go yeah. through. Um. So a uh, couple couple of extra things. Um. Obviously. Um. 
the story gets more interesting the more you play, and I mean that in the sense of like the narrative being revealed of not only like the dice characters because that gets pretty put out very clear, yeah, yeah, um, but like the minions in the dungeon too, and what their role may truly be, yeah, yeah, um, because uh, like you get to unlock one of the minions as your character, mm-hmm. and I was like, ah, I was like, okay, awesome, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, very, very. Again, the game is very meta. Like mm-hmm. it's very aware, it's very aware of itself. But again, it's like it's fun. You know what I mean? Again, yeah. not not, a, not the same deep dark fantasy as like a Slay the Spire or mm-hmm. any, anything else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like we were joking about it before. Like that, the, which was an influencer. Like it, it's funny. You yeah. Know what I mean, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like uh, the so we're, uh, character we're talking about specifically is the jester. Mm-hmm. So who is initially who starts off initially as one of the mini bosses? I guess technically. Or, yeah, like it's a one yeah, of the, like one a of the fight. Yeah. Towards the end of the yeah, he's one of the round. he's one of the bosses. He's also the uh, n- not the host, but like the assistant to yeah. Lady Luck. Yeah, mm-hmm. where you know he kind of joins her along and you know and kind of taunting mm-hmm. you know you or the the main character dice, whichever you're playing technically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and kind of being like, haha, well you're stuck in here. Too bad, move along. You know, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, you know, why do I want to be stuck here working under her? I'm gonna go ahead and do my own thing. Yeah, and basically that's what he does. That's basically mm-hmm. what he does. He becomes a dice, and mm-hmm. you get to play as him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and like again, you get kind of get to see like as well as like all throughout the dungeon as well too. Like you get to see the other characters, like like the little baby wolf, right? <laughs> like he's like, if you see my mom, say hi to her. And I was like, oh, that's cute. That's adorable. I love that they like you're just like the go between between them. Yeah. Like, hey, if you see my son, can you tell him to brush his teeth? Yeah. Like, and I'm just like, <laughs> so cute. Sure. After I beat. Finish beating the hell out of you? Sure, I guess we'll go find your son just, on the next run. Just, just, just wailing on this baby wolf and like, don't forget to brush your teeth. <laughs> like, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, like, uh, was it the like the snowman? Right, like mm-hmm. he's just so he's like the snowman is like cool. Like he like he has sunglasses on. He's just like super chill. <laughs> And I was like, oh, damn, he's really cool. And they're like, oh, it's funny because he's a snowman. It's, it's, yeah, just a like, little cute, dumb humor that was really, really funny that's, like, implemented in the game, too. No, yeah, no, I like I like the little pieces of that. Even, when like, when you're unlocking, like, the, I guess the character trophies, character cards and stuff like yeah, that, like, yeah. they have little blurbs there. Little and, like, flavor text, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you know, it's not it's not much, and it doesn't need much. The game doesn't need much of that, but, like, it's, uh, it's cool to just have that little have bit of there. world building yeah. and, like, character building and stuff like that. Also, one thing that I definitely want to hit on, uh, was super surprised that you can become a bear at some points during the game. Yeah. And okay. was like, <laughs> <laughs> so, and then like, so like the first time, first time we became a bear, I think I ended up dying in battle or something or something like that. So didn't like get the full experience of it. Then like the next time I became a bear, actually won my fight. Then was like, oh, I wonder if I can be a bear outside of combat. And then I could be a bear outside of combat. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can be a bear the whole time. I don't know. If, and I finished. That, I'm trying to think if that was like, I don't know if that was in the original game or not. Because that might have been that might have been later updated or not. Because I don't, I don't think I've ever experienced that part. Oh, dude. It's been it, a while since I've gone back to it. Because mm-hmm. like, I usually just play the game and I got like, session, cool, I'm done. And I got to move along. Mm-hmm. But like now that I haven't, I haven't sat down, like sat, sat down and played it in a it's, while. It's like, it's, it's how I beat my run as the thief. I turned uh, into a bear. And then like, I was just a bear. Just the, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Because like, you could even upgrade your weapons as the bear, which is basically you're upgrading your claws. Oh, <laughs> sick. Okay. Yeah. So there's like, oh, you want to just keep upgrading your claws? 
Yeah, I, mi- I missed out on something that I I, I got to go back and play. I, I, I missed out on a couple. Exactly, of these, and exactly what we're talking about. Like just so many different like you know layers to this thing. Yeah. But like, but like, yeah. And I was just like, this is awesome. And then everyone, all the dialogue changes when you're walking through as a bear. Everyone talks about, oh, huh. hey, furry buddy, you got a little hair more. <laughs> anyway, and like stuff oh. like this. Like obviously you don't get access to like trading equipment and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. like you can still upgrade like your claws and stuff. So, but like just the fact like that's a thing. Yeah, I, the fact that it just changes your whole run kind of thing. It's like this is awesome. It's kind of like a joke, but also like here's he's kind of like here's a little easy pass. Like yeah. you go ahead and just smash your way through the rest of this. Yeah, level, basically. <laughs> it was just hilarious, and I was like, wow, this is great. I love this. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I don't remember ever seeing that because I remember like when I was playing the game again. I have, I have a couple episodes unlocked with every character. I think I have like three. Two or three with each, I think, now unlocked for everybody, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been a while since I've gotten back to it. I think the last time I played was maybe like a month ago before before the wedding. Yeah. Um, to be fair, it's a very specific circumstance that yeah. you need to, like, okay, so to maybe, have maybe, that. Maybe something that I never, like, I never triggered. Yeah, triggered I think the, I think that. probably the thief and maybe, like, maybe one of the other characters if they have the ability. But, like, mainly the thief because he can steal equipment. Like, that's kind of, like, the uh, only... Okay, yeah, so, like, you have to run into a character that has it. I think the inventor might be able to do that as well, too. Yeah. Like, because you... Yeah, because you also... Get rid of equipment, or is it? Wait. Well, one of them, one of them, yeah, one of the other characters having steals equipment from every enemy. Yeah, thief does that automatically, yeah. but there's like another who like, ability. Who like make equipment. I yeah, guess. Okay, cool. yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I gotta, maybe I'll check it out. Maybe, yeah, maybe just specific circumstance that I never got around to. Yeah, kind of it's okay. definitely like I like thinking about it now. It's like it's definitely like a low chance of to it. get in the first place. Yeah, to get to that position. Yeah, maybe if I look through the Steam trophies, I can see like you know, so Steam trophies are kind of like Xbox achievements or like mm-hmm. like PlayStation trophies. Mm-hmm. So it's like, huh, maybe it's like in there and I like the, the achievements are in there. It's like it says become a bear. <laughs> just like something straight up. And yeah, like, and you just become and I just ran through the run. It's just like, <laughs> oh, just like this is fun. And it's like I won't say like it's quote unquote power fantasy, but like you can Definitely, like if you like Ungabunga, you yeah, will that's Oonga the Boonga. one you Ungabunga yeah. through. Exactly, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I, I gotta go back and check it out then. Maybe, maybe if, see if I can force if I can force that to happen. Mm. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, and if, yeah, what what else did you uh, do you want to cover before we I, like I, not wrap up? But like I have a, a couple other questions for you. Um, that's pretty much it as far as my thing. Like you know, just very easy to get wrapped up in the game. Obviously, I don't know how many hours I end up putting into it. Probably, definitely, maybe like twenty. I don't know. Solid. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, that's good. And because again, that was, that was the fear that I had initially as well too. Because I, I remember I. Mentioned it before is like I know you. We, I knew we were going on the the wedding trip, mm-hmm. and I was just like scared. I was like, oh, what if you don't get enough time to play this game? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then, um, but I, again, I had it in the back of my mind is like, I think there's a mobile port. I'll let you know. It's like, and I said, pick whatever one you want, and mm-hmm. just let me know how you get around to playing it. Basically, mm-hmm. kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. So it worked out. Even, it worked out even better. Basically, the fact yeah. that the, the mobile port's actually good. And yeah. again, I've read reviews saying that the mobile port is good on so without like a lot of issues with crashing and all this other stuff mm-hmm. kind of deal. In comparison, to this to Slay the Spire, what do you think is the easier one to get into? Easier one to get into Dicey Dungeons. Dicey Dungeons, okay. Yeah, by far. Uh, in terms of depth, do you think it's enough there to outlast Slay the Spire? Or do you think it's just, a, a, do you think they're not comparable in this aspect? Um, I mean, it's always difficult to compare a mobile game to a console. I mean, port. The, again, I mean yeah, it's yeah, the, same. I mean, the same game. Yeah. There is a Slay the Spire on the phone, too. Yeah. You know I mean? So if, mm. if you want to say that. Ooh, Slay the Spire on the phone. It is. <laughs> uh, from my understanding, the port's pretty good. There's mm. a couple issues. Some people had issues with like losing their save. Oh. Not just ever getting would, wiped. I would be very that would, upset. That would be very upset, too. Yeah. So I was like, uh, maybe I don't buy it because I already have it for Steam Deck. I'll yeah. still have the Steam Deck. Kind of um, I would say, I feel like in terms of dev, I think Slay the Spire has more. It's like, it's like, different types of death like yeah, yeah. Slate Aspire is like I've <laughs> 
for the lack of a better term, is like girthier in terms of like. <laughs> I don't like that term. Find, no, a, it's gonna, find another word. No, no, gonna stick with <laughs> gonna stick with girth. Veinier, veinier depth to it. <laughs> just. <laughs> it's just girth, just girthier, veinier depth of uh, Slade Aspire. But no, like <clears throat> I feel like with Slade Aspire, with the relics. And the cards. That's and, true. Yeah, the, the relics do modify yeah, your runs as yeah. well, too. And the bigger, like, quote-unquote dungeons, floors, whatever. Like, it's just a bigger experience yeah. overall. It's like, it's like a deeper, like, item pool, yeah. essentially, because of it. Dicey Dungeons gets its it gets its deepness not from the quantity of product that it puts out for you. It gets it from the variety in which you can use said. Uh, product. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So, I, I guess it, I guess my question is a little bit moot. I guess because they are technically different in terms of how they treat depth and difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, but do do you see yourself picking up this more than Slate Aspire, or do you see yourself kind of like they kind of live they kind of live both at the same time? You, you, there's no there's no reason to knock one or knock one or the other. Yeah. Like this one, if I had my console, I would definitely play my console. <laughs> yeah. So like my so like Slate Aspire would like live in a different world than Dicey Dungeons as like a mobile game though. Like I don't play a lot of mobile games, but neither do I. Yeah, yeah. like I, I, I very, I very mm-hmm. seldom do. But when I do, it's usually like a ga- a port of a game that I already mm-hmm. enjoy in the first yeah. place. Mm-hmm. And again, for me, I've got a different situation. I've got a Steam Deck, mm-hmm. and before that, I had the Switch. Right, so I'm I'm buying games again mm-hmm. to have them on the go. Yeah. Um, Dicey Dungeons is one of those games as well too that I bought multiple times. Mm-hmm. Like I bought it out for the PC. And then obviously I got it for free on the Steam Deck because it's connected to my PC. Mm-hmm. And then I bought it for Switch, uh, for Switch. Yeah, I bought it for Switch. Mm-hmm. There we go. So the, so it's, it's, it's all there. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. Um, but like as a as a mobile game, I feel like this is like just great. Like the mobile port and like the style of game it is. Yeah. Especially like being able just to pick it up and put it down immediately if you need to, or like pour whatever amount of time if you're doing a long trip, like yeah. flight train whatever it is something you can actually focus on it's mm-hmm. not like it's not like brain dead you know what i mean like yeah. you, actually, you actually have to think a little bit mm-hmm. like um i mean I, I, I know it gives a bad rap but i, and I don't feel like dumpstering on it but like, you know people play bejeweled or candy crush and it's mm-hmm. kind of just like oh it's a match three you kind of just play it and kind of you kind of turn your brain off yeah. while you're playing right mm-hmm. like this one like no I, I like playing games that actively allow me like actively have me thinking on mm-hmm. what i'm doing kind of thing you yeah know what i mean i don't want to like just completely shut my brain off when I'm doing something, especially if it's something tedious or I'm taking a trip somewhere. It's like, no, I want to be actively engaged as much yeah, as possible. a thousand percent. And this will definitely, like, feed that desire. Yeah. Um, and, like, which for a, a mobile game, I feel like, for me, I think it's, like, a big deal. But, like, especially, like, the way this game is built, like, it, I think it's, like, perfect for, like, just having it on your phone and, yeah, like, yeah. getting a it ton make, it out makes of it. Yeah, it makes sense in terms of, like, the layout. Yeah. Which, again, worked out for you perfectly because you yeah. had a trip, so <laughs> you got yeah. to get exactly. and like, yeah, the I got the, of it. Yeah, and I got the experience of it, and I played on the flight back and stuff, and it's like, yeah. And so, um, yeah. I mean, golden. Yeah, golden. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, man. I appreciate you. Uh, you actually trying it out. You yeah. know, like because again, again, like the whole the reason why, one of the reasons I got you on the show is because you actually listen to my recommendations. Are you a little salty? Look, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Can you, can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little salty. Um, but yeah, again, and because the game that you, you know we happen to share an enjoyment of is Slay the Spire. Again, like mm-hmm. when, because I got into listen to, into Slay the Spire. I was looking for other games that were similar to it, and this game showed up on my radar. I was like, okay, cool, I'll try mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, again, same thing. Like I remember falling into like a forty-hour rabbit hole with Slay the Spire. I fell mm-hmm. into like a 20-hour 20, 20 rabbit hole with Daisy Dungeons. Mm-hmm. And I got to go back and play it again now. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, one, I got one last question here. Did you find yourself like kind of just throwing yourself at the wall to see what would happen? 
Or did you like actively try to think every one of your runs through? Because I, I, that is something that I do in Slay the Spire where I play too fast sometimes and I don't realize I'm actually not thinking and I'm just kind of playing through muscle memory and like mm-hmm. instinct. You know what I mean? Which is not good because I lose a lot of runs because, because of it. You know what I mean? So this probably explains my struggles with The Witch probably best mm. because I feel like the difficulty in The Witch and the reason why they make it like they say it's like the most difficult is because you really have to go into every turn really thinking about not only what you have available to you, but, like, how to use it and completely maximize every single turn. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, like, you can't leave meat on the bone in any turn with the witch. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. like, you're opening yourself up for, like, failure. So, <clears throat> like, with some, like, some of the warrior runs, especially my early on runs, some of it was throwing stuff early on, was throwing stuff against the wall early on, or just trying to just, brute like, force yeah, brute force my way through the game. And then, like... When I got, like, middle to late part of me playing the game um, over the weekend, I started realizing, like, oh, I can, like, start, like, using certain things, like, a certain way, and, like, maybe this is the better thing. Like, maybe I should concentrate more on survival this run. Like, not always be attack, attack, attack. Maybe just, like, oh, like, heal, like, uh, defend myself, like, depending on what it is. And then, like, I didn't really get a chance to really implement this part of it, but, like, I started grasping that, like, oh, I can just plan like my course as I'm fighting enemies, when I see my enemies on the floor, be like, oh, okay, like I have to have this ready for this enemy, this ready for that enemy. Yeah, I see myself, <clears throat> I see myself pivoting more in the later floor to mm-hmm. like something more balanced. Like mm-hmm. the way, I, I, relatively similar to how the Slide Spire goes, mm-hmm. the first couple levels are damage races. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, I just want to get as much stuff that hits and as either as easily as possible or as much as possible, mm-hmm. right? It's like, Odds is like oh, do odds for this much damage, do evens to shield this much damage. Like, mm-hmm. that, 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 I forgot what it's called, like the double edged sword or double shield or whatever it's called, like sword and shield, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, cool, that's perfect for like the later part of the game because mm-hmm. like, well, I'm gonna keep that, keep that in my backpack because mm-hmm. I'm gonna need something that gives me a little bit of defense later on, right? Mm-hmm. But early on, it's like I forgot what I forgot what it's called, like cauldron, which like rerolls yeah, the dice. And, yeah. And, but then like there's other so other there's ones other say, cauldrons. There's, there's like a cauldron plus, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other there's, there's the magic cauldron. Yeah, the glass cauldron, the gold and cauldron. Like, okay, cool. He just gives gives me uh, just rolls rerolls the dice for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like there are other attacks that like don't requ- doesn't matter what number you put in there, it's just three damage mm-hmm. as long as like as long as it's under five or whatever, right? Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. Cool, perfect. Or mm-hmm. under four, it's like perfect. Okay, mm-hmm. awesome. Reroll. Got it? Cool. Throw it in there. Mm-hmm. Use it three more times. Awesome. Unga bunga. Turn my brain off. Just make sure everything's under four, and I'll just use that one over and over again. Yeah. But then later on in the game, again, you have to start, you start pivoting. You're like, okay, let me start making sure that I have the most damage and efficient output mm-hmm. versus also being able to defend and keep myself alive. Mm-hmm. Like, sustainability becomes much more of a thing mm-hmm. in the later part of the game. Again, same as like Slay the Spire, where again, a lot of the earlier fights in the first floor mm-hmm. are just damage races. I don't really need a whole lot of defense. I just mm-hmm. want to do as more damage than the enemy does to me. Mm-hmm. And then second second floor, third floor is like, okay, start worrying about like curses. How do I deal with statuses? You know what I mean? Um, and especially because those same flo- same thing in this game where, you know, on certain floors, like, uh, you know, the loud bird? Yes. I hate, first off, I hate <clears throat> that motherfucker because mm-hmm. he, mm-hmm. he just weakens everything that you fucking yep. do, just mm-hmm. makes everything useless. Yep. And it's like, and and it, it, it the loud bird thing was the first moment that I experienced like legitimate like, not le- f- not like first time but like I experienced legitimate legitimate frustration with this game because it like because I was trying to unga bunga my way through the game is like mm-hmm. can't do that like yeah. you have to like you have to make sure that you you have stuff that can deal 
statuses to him to make him all, make his stuff also much more harder to, to use as well too, mm-hmm. or stuff that's more consistent for you to just be able to use your stuff. Yeah, and it was so damn annoying early mm-hmm. on that I had to like learn it's like okay, I can't turn my brain off during some of these fights now. I have to actually start paying attention and actually worry about what attacks I'm using, what gear I'm using. Throw take something in my take you know bite the bullet, take something in my backpack if I need to, mm-hmm. put it put it into my my gear and actually like properly play the game. I can't just, you know, ram my head against the wall just to get through this game, basically. Yeah, and um, I, like I said, and, and I said, that's the beauty of the whole thing because, like, it, like, for, it pushes you in a path that, like, is making you learn and then be better at the game when you get later in the game yeah. and, like, without, like, forcing the, the issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's, like, holding your hand, mm-hmm. but it's still, like, kind of guiding you in the right direction kind of mm-hmm. thing. Is like, hey, this fight becomes a little bit weird because they start locking your dice away. Mm-hmm. Maybe you shouldn't... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe you shouldn't take care of that. Maybe, maybe lock their dice 21st yeah, or something know. that's easy for you to use whatever dice you want on your attacks. It's like, okay, oh, that, that makes more sense, actually, mm-hmm. now that you about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I guess the last question I, I should have asked this earlier, but was there a specific mechanic you liked a lot with the dice? Like I, I joked about it before, but I, I avoid double dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you know, it requires two sixes or yeah. or to maximize the output. It's like you want two sixes. I'm like, yeah. But it's like again, the gamble and like it's funny because I joke about oh, the, but the gamble. It's like, I gotta go for the gamble. <laughs> but you know, but obviously it's like you know again the percentage of getting those double those high doubles you need every time mm-hmm. is much lower. So mm-hmm. I like it's like okay, well, can I can I more often than not get fours or threes doubles maybe yeah maybe i'll look for one of those equipments kind of thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. or uh i didn't use a lot of uh countdown equipment like uh, i i per- personally this is not like because I, I just hated the idea of like dumping all of my stuff into for a payoff you mm-hmm. know what i mean that's just me i want uh, i want the instant gratification of i do damage right away mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's just me um I, I preferred like the I had no problem with like manipulating like you know like the uh, spatula right the one that flips the dice over. Uh, it's like oh perfect because I have mm. a, I have one that gives me odd even mm-hmm. right. It's like oh perfect because no matter what you're gonna get one or the other if you use that spatula mm-hmm. right exactly. So mm-hmm. it's like okay perfect. So was there anything that you any particular equipment you like leaned into or avoided because you just didn't like the way it plays or it's just not for you or your particular playstyle? Definitely, so definitely lean into jackpot once I got a hang with the robot. Yeah, I, Yeah, like it was <laughs> once like I figured like like really pushing the odds towards my favor. Yeah, yeah. It was like addicting to just go ahead and just, <laughs> just, be, like, go, just risk like, everything. Even like time. when my dice was like all blinded, I was just like, I'm still hitting jackpot. Yeah, I'm rolling for it no matter <laughs> yeah, what. Yeah, yeah, I'm still, still happening. Like, <laughs> you know, you're not stopping this. Okay. So like that, that was really fun to play. Um, I only played, I only played Jester once. Okay. Uh, I'm undefeated with Jester. Yeah. Nice. So, oh, yeah. Okay. It took me it took me like two runs to get mm-hmm. to get the gesture that kind of under my fingers. I think it was because like the deck the deck mechanic reminded me of Slate Spire, even though it's not really the same thing. Yeah. But like it's like oh, it's a card deck. Oh, I just have to make sure I have like pairs with me a lot. Yeah, and I'm just yeah, like okay. cool and like cool. That's fine. And then I mostly read like that that run I had was mostly around like the whole shock feature and like keeping my my deck going with that because like I had an attack where if I shocked the enemy first and I did the attack, I get my dice back. Oh, so okay, I would gotcha. just keep getting my dice back okay, and so run you, through you, my so end. You had a mechanic that you're like, okay, this is my engine. This yeah. is exactly what I played through the entire time. Yeah. Okay, cool. So like that's how I went through with Jester and everything. Um there was also um going on to your countdown thing. Countdown, I also wasn't a fan of in the beginning. Yeah. Countdown was like, oh, I'm just pouring a lot of resources. And into I don't, this I'm not thing. doing anything for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But I realized that if I lowered the amount of equipment that I had with me, 
it became more feasible to have the countdown thing. Yes. Because, yes. like, instead of just having leftover dice I can't do anything with, I was like, oh, I can just put leftover dice into this. Exactly. And then it just, it just flows like that. And, like, that's why I ended up doing, I think, with one of the Warrior runs where, like, I had just a countdown. I had two countdown mechanics in my deck. Oh, wow. I had two countdown uh, mechanics in my equipment, and then I had two other attacks, I think. Like two small, bo- like two of the smaller? Two of the ones? big boys. Okay. Two of the tall boys. So, like, I had two attacks that if I rolled sixes for them did a status, but, like, um, and then I had one, I had one countdown that was, like, prevented me from dying if I took a fatal blow. Okay, cool. And then another countdown that gave me eight health back. Uh, once uh, I hit okay. that, so it's like kind of like a like a almost like a stall kind of thing if you don't roll high, basically. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so like, yeah. So basically, yeah, I would just go ahead and keep that up. I would just be attacking with those two attacks. I was get a lot of try to get sixes as often as possible, get my re rolls going, and then like for the leftover dice, I would just pour into the other two things, and then like mm-hmm. I would say I would pour into the fatal blow thing first to make sure I don't die, and then I would go ahead and like if I need to be healing, have that low so I would be ready yeah, to go. Yeah. Okay. So that, that was that was cool. Things I did not like, um, do not like freezing dice because yeah, like it it basically freezing dice knocks it down to one. The problem is, uh, like you stated. Odds and evens. So if someone has a lot of odd things, then knocking down they, a one doesn't, doesn't do, do anything. Yeah, you, you still get hit for the, you still get hit by them no matter what. Yeah, so didn't help. So I I moved away from that for my deck. I also like like I said, the witch was kind of like I I the spell management and having to maximize getting spells cycled back into your prepared spells and stuff like that to use and it was just I that's it's next a lot. level. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, I think I think the witch I kind of picked up early and then i started like realizing oh i don't know this as well as i thought i did mm-hmm. especially once it got to like the next episode with her i was like okay i need to actually like sit down and like learn how to play her properly basically mm-hmm. yeah so that's definitely the thing that i would need to do but um but yeah overall gotta say cool she, everything's playable yeah the big thing again overall enjoyable experience yeah that's good yeah. Good, to, good to know that you enjoy, enjoy the game. yeah awesome. thanks for the recommendation yeah man <laughs> again i'm just glad that i'm just glad that more people are just trying stuff out you know what mm-hmm. I mean? because again this is a really good it's a really good game I've mentioned it in the chat before. I didn't know who else this would appeal to. I was like, maybe, maybe Zach would kind of like this game, mm-hmm. but I, was I like, feel like he really would. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I think he actually <laughs> would enjoy this game. But it's it, it fine if, if you know, like I get it. Life gets in the way, and sometimes you don't have time to pop another game in, kind of thing. You mm-hmm. kind of have your routine already set up. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, it's a good game. I just want more people to try it. That's yeah. basically all it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, that's the whole point. I just want to. I'd like. I find a game that I think is cool, and mm-hmm. hopefully someone ends up liking it basically that's yeah. all i want out of it i feel like it's a roguelike that doesn't require a, a large time investment to yeah. go through and it doesn't have to have like a large knowledge of previous roguelikes to play it because yeah. it doesn't play like any other really roguelike before it mm-hmm. so there you go yeah cool well uh awesome thanks for thanks for going and uh trying this game out for me and you know good thing you enjoyed it uh hopefully this stays in your you know kind of your back pocket type of deal like literally it's in your phone so <laughs> yes, uh cool uh so listen thanks thanks for listening i hope you guys really enjoyed this episode again with our my friend john here as a get first guest of the second season mm-hmm. second year of mm-hmm. party xp i guess yeah. uh so if you guys enjoyed please leave a like leave us a review uh leave us a comment Again, we're on all of the major streaming platforms. We really appreciate it, guys. See you guys in the next episode. Take care. Got the get your morning voice out of you. Yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I woke the, up. The, the flow, the the the, the conversation is flowing now. We can we can we can click in. I woke up seven minutes before I got in my car. <laughs> <laughs> That's me to going to work every day. <laughs>